Send a Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And welcome to Trailers and an Announcements. Uh, Andy, we got some good stuff today. What you got? We got a lot of good stuff today. Yeah, it's uh, this is a good week for trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, typically we get one decent one and then a whole bunch of bad ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, movies that we're never going to see because they're too independent. Uh, uh, but this one, yeah, there's there's some big stuff. Then uh, one of them was advertised to death. Uh, everybody knew a Morbius trailer was coming. They, yeah. they advertised it on literally everything. There was a countdown. Uh, but Boba Fett just kind of snuck in there. It's like, yeah, by the way, here you go. Yeah. Here's a little Boba Fett. You knew it was coming. <laughs> and no one even knew that. Yeah, so, I didn't know Boba Fett was coming. Oh, Book of Boba Fett? You didn't know they were making Book of Boba Fett? No, I, I knew the series. I mean, I didn't know that the trailer was getting ready to drop. Yeah, I knew either. Well, it comes out December 29th. Like, it's going to be here. Yeah, it's really close. Yeah. yeah it's pretty pretty surprising. But, uh, I mean, it kind of looks like uh, The Godfather. Like, Boba Fett's going to be The Godfather. Yeah. Um, I'm excited cool. about that. Yeah. What, do you, what was your take, take on the trailer? Um, it looks good. It it's I, you knew it was coming because after the Mandalorian, um, they kind of set it up with uh, Tamura Morrison as, returning as Boba Fett and Ming Na Wen as Finnick Shand. And uh, you and I are both big fans of both, so this is this is exciting. And it looks like they're big. They're basically going back to uh, I was about to say Hop, not Hop. I guess it's Coruscant, not Coruscant. Tatooine. No, they're going back to Tatooine. Yeah, where Luke is from. And, I mean, the only people cast so far are Tamora Morrison, Ming-Na Wen, and then Jennifer Beals for an episode. So, I don't... It's the only announced cast so far. Yeah, and it's coming out in uh, about a month and a half. But, basically, it looks like Boba Fett's coming back. Uh, Jabba, he's either fallen or they're planning on taking him down. And Boba is meeting with the other gang lords to try and say why don't we set up a syndicate very yeah very similar to the godfather and wasn't he isn't he fallen in uh oh yeah he killed the jedi yeah he died yeah that's right luke kills him in return of the jedi so yeah yeah he's been dead that's right yeah Yeah. so this yeah this will uh because doesn't so mandalorian takes place in between return of the jedi and a new uh, force awakens right Correct. Okay, so this would Correct. take... So this is right after Jabba's been killed. Yeah. And there's now a, a power vacuum in the criminal underworld. Yeah, okay. uh, Which is where Boba Fett's like, it's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, and, and you see him sit on Jabba's throne at the end of uh, Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and you see the Book of Boba Fett come soon. So, yeah, I think this is all going to be, be about him and his consigliere, <laughs> Finnick Sand, as he uh, becomes the godfather of the Star Wars criminal underworld, and sounds great um i'm interested to see like is it going to be truly in the trenches where he's uh manipulating different criminal organizations within you know the the area or is it going to be showing him strong arming good people or uh you know how are they going to make him are they going to make him truly a villain or an anti-hero that that's what i'm curious about I think it'll be an anti-hero i don't think he's going to be a villain i don't think you'd follow this all for a villain you want to root for the person and I, so I think they're going to make him an anti-hero. So I think before they can make him an anti-hero, they have to reestablish him as a villain first. Okay. So I think he starts out as this criminal underworld leader and villain and you know thinks he wants to run all this. And then 
you know, at a point, maybe at the end of the first season of Boba Fett, or if there's, you know, multiple seasons planned for the show, then maybe season two, uh, something happens where he starts to maybe not have his own Grogu, but he has some some people that he begins to care about. Uh, and just just enough to that to, that he would want to stand up for them later and become more of an anti-hero when something... I mean, the only way you become an anti-hero is when a villain has one thing that he loves and that's taken away from him. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes on a vengeance spree against that, right? And I think... I think it's going to be Mandalore. I really think they're building up to a battle, of Mandal- battle for Mandalore. Ooh, okay. Yeah, because I think they're going to do like an Avengers where... Uh, because they've already announced one that's going to have Bo-Katan, which is played by Katie Sackhoff. Uh-huh. Uh, that that series is in the works. Uh, there's a series with Ahsoka Tano in the works, uh-huh. which is your Jedi of the group. Um, you've got the Mandalorian, and you'll have Grogu get returned at some point, you would think, having learned a little bit. Still be the baby, but he'll uh, have learned a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, then, and then Boba Fett. And I think... Uh, they all obviously have a tie to Mandalore. Ahsoka Tano was good friends with Bo-Katan and, and fought for Mandalore. And in the last you've seen of it, I believe, was in those Clone Wars cartoons. I googled this. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so uh, the the guy played by Giancarlo Esposito, I just blanked on his name. I know who uh, you're talking about. He, yeah. yeah, he has that dark saber. He won that by taking it away from... Uh, the Mandalorians themselves, and and uh, and and there with the Empire decimated on this big battle for Mandalore, and they took over, they took over their old homeworld. So it's now controlled entirely by the Empire. And I think this ends with the remnants of the Empire that still control Mandalore. Uh, I think these five people get together, a la Avengers, and go fight to take it back and to win Mandalore back. So I'm not sure because that's the only tie they all have together. And we've been teased Mandalore a million times, but still never seen it, uh, except for that one, you know, uh, brief flashback scene of him as a kid. So I, I, I'm, ex- I think somehow they'll have to bring Mandalore to, you know, to, uh, to his attention, where he's going to care enough about Mandalore to want to fight for it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that'd be kind of yeah. They've got a few things coming. Uh, what they could do that. The acolytes also another one that's kind of interesting. Yeah, this could. Uh... It's going to be great. Uh, I mean, the second season of Mandalorian is really where kind of... I, the first one was kind of neat and it's original, but it kind of got old after a while and kind of got a little cheesy in some parts. The second season was certainly much better, and I'm hoping they kind of take that lead going forward, but I'm excited about all these. Um, the next yeah, one, it's going to be good. you'd kind of mentioned it earlier, Morbius. Uh, biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently turns himself uh, or infects himself with a form of vampirism instead it is uh, hey when that happens yeah uh <laughs> jared leto adria or jonah who's kind of popping up like she's been everywhere uh you okay. like you liked her in that uh the movie with vin diesel actually bloodshot bloodsport bloodshot. oh yeah that was her yeah that it was not a bad movie um yeah she's gonna be in this she was in true detective um Michael Keaton's going to be reprising his role as the Vulture. Matt Smith will be in it. Uh, Jared Harris. Always love Jared Harris. Tyrese Gibson. I'm interested to see what he's going to end up being in that. Because I feel like he's not a bad actor. He's just, they give him terrible stuff in the Vin Diesel movies. I think he could actually do something. So I'm intrigued to see how he does with this. 
but well he's got a role that has a deeper you know meaning throughout the mcu from what i've been told i don't know what it is because i've never read those like supernatural type ones other than blade yeah um, but like all the fans were going nuts when they said the name of his character I believe, simon stroud as mm-hmm um, as being somebody from it says in the his MCU. Early career was recruited by the government into the CIA. During his service, he encountered Russian super spy Black Widow. The two became lifelong friends, and she even owed the young American spy a favor. He later left the service and joined the NYPD. The exact reason for leaving still remains a mystery. Uh, the hunt for hunt for the man wolf. Uh, That's it. Hunt That's for it. Morbius. He then went on a hunt for Michael Morbius, the living vampire. Together, they battled the Hell Eyes, the reluctant team of Morbius. Martine Bancroft, which is that um, uh, Adria Orjona, Orjona's character, and Stroud later battled actual vampires at Mason Manor. So I'm guessing he, yeah, it looks like he teams up with Morbius. I don't know what his other stuff. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Uh, so the interesting thing to me throughout that trailer was that they show at least three different universes. Uh, so what universe this is set in is very intriguing to me because they show uh, they show J.K. Simmons's character from uh, and the date and the not Daily Bugle yeah Daily Bugle uh, they show that it's clearly the one from the Tobey Maguire universe uh, the Spider-Man murder signs you see throughout there uh, are from the Andrew Garfield universe the the way they did the uniforms on purpose. Or uniforms, but the the costume of Spider-Man. And then there's a newspaper they're reading that says something about Black Hat and Rhino. uh, Which Rhino was in uh, the Andrew Garfield universe. And Black Cat has been teased as supposedly being in the works for a while. And Black Cat, if I remember correctly, was in a group with like Morbius and Blade uh, fighting more dangerous bad guys yeah. supernatural type bad guys in Man, the Spider-Man bat, verse. stuff like that in the spider-man verse though so like yeah. it was spider-man adjacent uh which is kind of what this whole thing is so uh i saw a lot of and then he makes the thing he makes a quip at the very end uh, where he scares him goes what, what are you he says i am venom no no i'm just kidding uh, dr Mar- michael morbius at your service yeah uh, well, so and, they know of venom well and they talk so, about oh that business that's similar to that business out in san francisco yeah, so what universe are they in? <laughs> um, <laughs> is what I, is what, yeah. what I posit to you, and I think we'll have a better idea. I don't. I, it's uh, Sony. They're going to mess it up. Well, as you say, Spider-Man comes out in November with the multiverse. Yeah. I'm sorry, December. The multiverse, and then Morbius doesn't come out until January. Yeah. So maybe... Nope, nope, nope. Be- that doesn't make sense. Because I was gonna say maybe maybe we find out some more about the multiverse, and then that explains some of what happens in Morbius. But Morbius was in the can a year ago, uh, so they, they might have done reshoots and stuff since. Because I don't know how long the because Venom wasn't really in the Spider-Man MCU universe for the first movie, but it clearly is in Carnage. But it really wasn't until they added that. Uh, yeah. that after credit scene. So that could have been an afterthought because Carnage was supposed to come out a long time ago. So they could have went back with three shoots to add a few things. I don't know. It's Sony. I have I have no faith in them whatsoever. I, I'm going to see it, but I, I have the lowest of expectations because Sony cannot stop making terrible movies with their the little IP that they have. 
this is my prediction. I think that after this movie, I think this movie will be similar to Venom 2, where it's typical Sony BS, and they squander what could have been an amazing character. I think I see some decent things in this trailer, at least. Like, like even the Venom trailers, I remember thinking, oh, this looks really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, was, I already knew how stupid Venom was going to be when I saw it, you know? Like, it was so bad that a trailer couldn't hide it. Yeah. Uh, this one, the trailer is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yes, they probably will still squander it, but maybe they'll squander what could have been an, an amazing best ever character to just pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I think that after this, I think that there's a deal in place with Marvel to co-produce Sony's movies now. I think that's why that happened at the end of Venom and Carnage, where they where they force fed that that deal where Venom's now in the MCU thanks to the end credit scene, uh, where they forced them to take some of the R rating out of Venom two because now they know that kids are going to see it. Oh, okay. Uh, because it's Disney, right? And so that because it was a hard R, and they switched it to PG thirteen and took out a bunch of the violence, which is part of why it wasn't great, but just part of it. I mean, the yeah. story was awful to begin with. Yeah, there's not but, there's not uh, a lot of good stuff to it. Yeah, I think after these two movies, I think everything Sony does from now on, I have a feeling they struck a deal behind closed doors that's allowing Spider-Man to stay in the MCU a little bit longer and potentially Miles Morales being part of the MCU. And then uh, uh, and then in turn, they're going to help produce the Sony things from now on. That's that's my guess. So I bet you Sony movies suddenly start getting inexplicably better after this after this one. And we're going to be like, oh, weird. Sony's done two or three good ones in a row. And they're going to be like, ah, uh, Marvel's producing it. Okay. I think that's going to happen. All right. Uh, so the director, Daniel Epinoza, he has directed Safe House, which I didn't think was that bad, with uh, Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. I thought it was all right. It wasn't bad. People I... love it. It's it's still like one of the top viewed things on Netflix. I, I, I thought it was all right. I, yeah, like, I thought it was all right. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, he also did the movie Life, which also had uh, Ryan Reynolds and... I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Hiroyuki Sanada. Uh, really good cast. Yeah, and a lot of people like it's kind of it's kind of very reminiscent of how Venom gets to Earth. And people say it's... I don't know if people are just kind a of putting it together. A lot of people thought... It was a backdoor pilot to Venom. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. But yeah, they thought it was a backdoor pilot, and they even named the spaceship after the ship that brings the Venom symbiote to Earth I in the like movie Life, which is what really threw people's and made them go out of their minds. Yeah, like, oh, it's the symbiote. That's yeah. what that thing is in space and uh, in the movie Life. But then, you know, shortly after Jake Gyllenhaal got cast in an MCU thing, and they're like, oh. <laughs> it's not the same dang yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah that would have been pretty cool because that was a great movie that would have been a much better venom movie yeah yeah i agree um <laughs> yeah this one i'm gonna see it but i am not excited um the next one this is one that the trailer just came out recently it's gonna be on netflix it's a korean movie and i tell you what korea has south korea has been putting out a, a ton of content they, they've got they're having a huge cultural like renaissance uh, their music starting to infect the u.s uh and in europe their movies are starting to really take up uh this one's called hellbound uh people hear predictions on when they will die when that time comes a death angel appears in front of them and kills them uh i don't i mean that's all the information i have if you've seen the trailer that's still oh, all God, the yes. information i have 
Um, it's a very, yep. it's a South Korean cast, so I don't know who any of these people are, um, and it's all in subtitles. I, I, it, I'm intrigued. It well, you've seen his work, so this is the guy who did Train to Busan and that the Peninsula movies. Okay, um, which I think you said you saw them both, right? Not no, too long ago. No, I never saw them. I was going to, but I, we were going to go do a double feature one time, and then something happened. We couldn't go, so yeah, I didn't end up seeing that's, either. That's what I was remembering. Okay. So, yeah, I remember you were going to do a double feature. And, and uh, yeah, this is the guy that did both of those movies, which are huge cultural. You know, uh, they've made it outside. They're international hits, uh, big international mm-hmm. hits. And, yeah, so this is the same guy. And, yeah, they they do something where not everybody finds out their future, but you can find out. If you do something, you can find out your future. It'll tell you. It's going to tell you how you're going to die. Uh, so and But the problem is... <laughs> Uh, it also makes it happen, right? And then, and then after like a certain number of days or whatever it is, certain amount of time, the time that it tells you you're gonna die, uh, yeah, it shows these like brute monsters show up and drag you to hell. Uh, and they, it, you, you see in the trailer, they're trying to like test it. So like they have one guy up on a stage, like as the c- clock's counting down, yeah. so they can see these monsters appear. And find out how to stop them and fight them and they start shooting at them and different things and so it's going to be cool it's like okay people are going to fight back against this this isn't just you know what i mean this isn't just like some kids reading a book and they're too stupid to go to help, get help <laughs> for what's going on and proving what's happening to them like all the other horror movies it's it's no 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 the even the government and the military is trying to stop this and uh so yeah it could be could be pretty interesting i'm i'm intrigued the, yeah. the trailer got me i'm 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 giving it a shot for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna wait that... for ratings to see. Somehow it's got a 7.8 already with 81. I- IMDb's got to fix that because it's. How do people already have? Maybe there's some Korean people. It comes out early in Korea. Okay. Uh, so it comes it out November out. 19th in the U.S. Um, so yeah, it's probably already out. Let's see if it's got. It looks like oh, it came out. It came out September 14th in Canada, October 7th in South Korea, October 14th in Australia. Mark, fair enough. Yep, we're just getting it last. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's that means good, good things, right? I mean that it's got getting enough momentum that after as well as it's done everywhere else, Netflix is like, hey, let's put a little money into into propping this up because people really like Squid Game and this thing, this thing's a big cultural hit and it looks like it's got a pretty good budget. Yeah. Is it a movie or a series? It's a series. All right, I'm in. Yeah. Um, the next one I'm also in. I didn't know I wanted this. But now that I've seen the trailer, I can't wait to see it. Uh, Lightyear. It's a prequel for Toy Story. It's the story of Buzz Lightyear and his adventures to infinity and beyond. Uh, Chris Evans will voice Buzz Lightyear this time because it will be a younger version. Love me some Chris Evans. Super underrated. Yeah, let me interrupt you there. So it's not actually a younger version. So what they're doing, which is what intrigued me, and I'm like, oh, this is adorable, is... Buzz Lightyear is named after an actual person. So this is the person that the toys and everything were modeled after uh, in this universe. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm in for this. I like this. This is awesome. So, yeah, this will be the actual person, Buzz Lightyear, before they make the toys about him later. 
Okay. So, I, yeah. So, still a prequel. It basically means the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically just, let's make a story of the toy. Just like they could do an actual Western with Woody <laughs> if they wanted to. Oh, God. Um, yeah, they won't. I hope not. But because uh, that one I definitely don't want. Yeah. But uh, but this one could be could be intriguing and fun. And uh, it the Rocket Man or not, not Rocket Man. Yeah. Was it Rocket Man? I don't know. What was the soundtrack? What was the what was the song they did the trailer to? Oh, I think yeah, it was just, Rocket I just Man. Yeah. On it. I think it was Rocket Man. Yeah, it was phenomenal the way they set up that uh, that trailer. So yeah, the trailer itself was like a was was a Bravo and a Chef's Kiss already. So that was I was uh, yeah yeah I had the same same exact reaction as you. Okay. I had no idea this would be good, and I'm I'm gonna love watching this with the kids. So, yeah, yeah, great job. So it's directed by nope. Angus McLean. This will be his first time directing, uh, but he's been in the animation department for Pixar for uh, since 1997. Worked on Toy Story 2, A Bug's Life, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, and Toy Story 3. So uh, someone who's been there a long time. So good for him getting his first uh, his first directing. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the last yeah. on the list. This one's... Uh, I mean, it's just a popcorn, go to the movie and watch vi cool visual effects. It's called Moonfall. Uh, it's a Roland Emmerich movie. <laughs> uh, you know him from making all the disaster movies, uh, which, you know, uh, in independent... Well, no, he, he hates the Earth. Yeah. He hates <laughs> the Earth. And if you have a cultural, iconic... Uh, you know, wonder of the world. He's gonna mess it up. Yeah, that's what he do. So he, man, he do, he enjoys nothing more than just blowing stuff up. This guy must have been arsonist as a kid, because yeah, he's he's made twenty twelve. Uh, he's made the day after tomorrow, Independence Day, San Andreas. White House, uh, he, White House he destroys things. Yeah, that's what he does. He also and, made Universal Soldier and Stargate, which are both really Universal Soldier for its time was good. Stargate's just a classic. Oh, I was about to say, how dare you speak ill of me? No, Stargate's fantastic. Uh, and Stargate. Stargate was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, these were... He does good stuff. It's just... I mean, visually. Uh, yeah. Story yeah. doesn't really matter to him much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever drives the destruction, that's what he does. Whatever I... Whatever... As much story as I need to drive the destruction, that's what I'll... That's what I'll give you. And uh, this has got Halle Murray. And uh, a few other people that I don't think I even noticed in the trailer. Patrick Wilson. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Patrick Wilson. That's right. Yeah. And it looks like they're they're using. Well, hey, the same... whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. You're just gonna skip right over Michael Pena. Donald <sighs> Donald Michael Sutherland. Pena, with or without his Scientology. Uh, John Bradley, who is known as uh, oh, say, oh, what's his name? Sam Samuel Tarley from Game of Thrones. That poor guy. <laughs> well, he's doing all right now. They still give him hell for me. Why are you so fat if they don't have any food on the wall? Uh, poor guy. He said that's what people ask him still on the street. Oh, why oh, why is he still so fat when they don't have any food? They're starving. <laughs> and he said, that's the fantasy that you have a problem with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can handle White Walkers, but Sam still being fat. That's what you. That's where you draw the line? Fine. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, uh, there's also a guy, Emmy Ikwakor. I don't know if I'm probably not saying his name right. Who is... Kind of keep an eye on him. He's kind of an up-and-comer. Like, I remember the first thing he was in, in Humans, which I was going to watch, but it turned out to not be very good. Um, <laughs> and then, I think, 
Counterpart was a show you liked. Didn't you say oh, you yeah. saw Counterpart? That was really good. Yep. Uh, he's going to be in this, and then he's also going to be in The Gray Man, which cannot come fast enough. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm... Yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch this because, to be honest, I do enjoy seeing everything destroyed in the big screen on IMAX. Yeah. I'll watch it. It's fun. It's stupid. I'm not expecting anything intellectual out of this and they're using the world's favorite uh revisionist history now where they're using the moon landing just like transformers did to uh to retcon that oh no they never actually went silent for two minutes they uh they were doing something top secret and they found something on the dark side of the moon and it was something that potentially had been alive and was frozen and they do something to it i don't know it basically wakes up a little bit in the future and just starts destroying the moon and then uh the moon is literally falling <laughs> to the earth and destroying the earth as the moon collides with it. not the earth but destroying the people on the earth so uh, the earth will be fine we won't okay so this is this is the summation i have and moonfall a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it with mere weeks before impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, NASA executive and former astronaut Joe Fowler, played by Halle Berry, is convinced she has the key to saving us all. But only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, played by Patrick Wilson, and a conspiracy, conspiracy theorist, Casey Hausman, played by Samuel Tarley, believe her. These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last-ditch mission into space, leaving behind everyone they love, only to find out that our moon is not what we think it is. But, I mean, they kind of give away... In the trailer, they kind of give away way too much information about what's going to happen in this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to stop it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't get that either. What's going to happen, and uh, and yeah, and then all the tidal waves, and uh, obviously, this is Roland Emmerich. They ain't going to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> they never stop it in his movies. They just find a way to survive after it does all the destruction. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess what will end up happening is a big chunk will hit and some smaller chunks, but they'll end up, I don't know, finding a way to push the moon back. What'll end up happening is we're going to go to the theater, eat a bunch of popcorn and laugh at parts that aren't supposed to be funny. And then the credits will roll and we'll leave and like, nah, and then we'll go home. That's what's going to happen. Uh, you know what? Uh, you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen the Roland Emmerichs. That's how they go. And, and that, it's not going to stop me though. That's no. so weird. Yeah. Cause they're visually <laughs> pretty weird. awesome. Yeah. They're just, they're big popcorn movies. And so, well, eh, I'll go see that. Um, that wraps up everything we've got for trailers this week. Uh, we will try and put out more. Andy's going to Cancun. I'm so jealous. So we uh, we will be a little bit short this week, and we'll get back to you whenever we get a chance next week. Until then, catchphrase. Woody Retort.